Hello, everybody, and welcome to Connected Knowledge from Upland Software on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright. What happens when you wire an organization to value knowledge specifically as a key asset? What happens to processes and systems when they're focused on creating, capturing, sharing, and reusing institutional knowledge in the work of the contact center? Lana Kosnick is the KCS Knowledge Management Practice Manager here at Upland, and over the better part of a decade, she's honed a skill set in training and coaching and teamwork and business development and sales and content and knowledge management. And today, she's going to pull back the curtain on the benefits of the knowledge-centered organization. Lana Kosnick, welcome to the show. Let's kick it off with a definition of terms. We've talked much about knowledge management around these parts, but what does it mean to transform that into a knowledge-centered organization? Great question. So KCS stands for Knowledge-Centered Service. And it's a methodology developed by the Consortium for Service Innovation. Some people say consortium, some say consortium. So it just (laughs) depends on your preference. Um, But the consortium is a nonprofit organization with members that form an alliance of companies focused on innovation around customer and employee engagement, as well as productivity and success. Um, So they've been around for 35 years, and they're kind of doing the work of figuring out how to put theory into practice for everybody. And KCS utilizes a set of practices for consistently capturing information in a way that's both structured enough to be useful and dynamic enough to suit the rapidly changing environment of uh, technical support. Okay, so what does that mean in in practice? That's a lot of consortium (laughs) knowledge that you just dropped on us. But what does that look like in practice? What does an organization look like that has become, you know, uh, knowledge-centered, service-oriented? So once you, as an organization that has adopted uh, KCS, you'll see operational efficiencies in your, well, throughout the business, a lot of times support can increase their capacity between like 20 to 100%. So it's like a big jump. Um, You'll also see self-service success. So customers are able to actually find and use (laughs) items in your self-service platform, which is huge for contact setters because the less calls you're getting, the more customers yeah. are satisfied. The more right? capacity so, each individual right? the more operator has, each individual, right? Yeah. Awesome. Each agent then has the time to like work on new interesting issues as opposed to doing the same things over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So if you have interesting work, yeah. there's also employee satisfaction there. Sure. Right? And they stick around longer, I imagine. They Retention goes longer. down. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, okay, so... So yeah. that's that's one of the most interesting angles of this is that we're not just rewiring the organization around knowledge as a key asset, as we talked about, but we're rewiring yeah. our understanding of the role of support in the first place. That feels big. Yes. It's huge. Well, that's the thing. Um, and to kind of put it into context center terms, the level of change here is if you remember before ticketing and after ticketing, Mm -hmm. it's how we do work, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, well, this is a program that we're going to try and see how it goes. We have to shift entirely how we're working and make it important. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there's a shift completely in the understanding in the role of support. So um, with KCS in place, agents 
become resolution experts for new issues, and they are facilitators of connections for known issues. Now, the work that agents do really feed the network of knowledge that informs how successful customers will be with self-service and what improvements we can make as an organization based on article use. I think I think the implication of that is really compelling, that it makes yeah. these, these service agents, they're not just churning out pre-written content, they're feeding back into it. And I think that's a thing that that is, it sounds pretty fundamental to that rewiring of how we think about support, that support isn't just helping people with stuff we already know, they're learning and feeding back into the organization at the same time. Is that fair? That's very fair. Uh, One of my favorite concepts with KCS that kind of sets it apart from different things from just regurgitating information from person to person is grabbing the customer's context at the time that the interaction happens. So be it chat, call, however that interaction is happening, the agent is capturing the context and searching for it. And by doing that, we're seeing, do we have something already here? If we do, we're able to use it right then. So we're able to give them a quick answer that's also complete with everybody who's touched that answer, mm-hmm. right? So it's mm-hmm. the most complete and most accurate, up-to-date answer they're going to get versus what you might know from off your head. Yeah, right. And the fact that we're we're capping, we're, we're tapping into the knowledge of the commons, right? You have more yes. people feeding into that. That has to be, that has to have its own benefits, I imagine. It's a huge benefit. But on top of that, with the context kind of aspect coming into it is that we're seeing, do we have this already in our knowledge base? Mm-hmm. And then if we don't, we can add it. Mm-hmm. And so if we're using the customer's words to search things and to create things, then customers are able to search and find things in their own words. In their own words. So I like to say in this situation, like customers are more likely to search can't log in versus like unable to authenticate via SSO. Right. Right? Like it's just. (laughs) That's a good one. Maybe only on this show is that a laugh line, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Hold for laughter. Yes, hold for laughter. Well, okay. So let's let's turn this around to the implications toward the organization, right? So um, we're. What we're we're talking about is not simply, okay, now call center agents, I know you haven't ever done this before. Now you're going to start feeding in all this information into our system and go. Uh, there is there there is an application of a methodology. Like we have to learn how to do yes. this. Can you talk me through what it means to learn how to do this? How is the actual act of of rewiring us into this this new sort of KCS methodology? How is it going to impact? me as a as a business leader in a call center? What are the things I'm going to have to implement and train against to make sure that people understand and are able to adapt? Yeah. So as a business leader in a call center, um, the big things that you're going to be concerned with or uh, be mindful of when doing a KCS adoption is making sure that a, you understand the the concepts behind it. You want to understand the big picture, what's going on. There's going to be a shift in how we do things from kind of an older management model to more of a leadership model, right? Mm -hmm. So, and what I mean by that is that we're not hovering over people as much as maybe we did in the past. We are not micromanaging as much. We're we're more focused on trusting and getting our agents, our knowledge workers coached in the workflow. And now we have a KCS workflow that combines our tools with our knowledge base, with how we're using our um, 
our ticketing system. Mm-hmm. And that has been created with the input and of knowledge workers, of agents, so that mm-hmm. we're not asking them to over-engineer anything. We're not asking them to do something they can't do. We're asking them to have some ownership and responsibility for what they're doing every day. So, so that's uh, a big you, shift for yeah, yeah. It's a big shift, and you you said <laughs> yeah. something a second ago that was provocative to me. You said the mm-hmm. the first thing you said, the very first thing, <laughs> is managers need to make sure they understand this. <laughs> I don't think someone like you, an educator in the space, actually yeah. tosses that out first without having run into scenarios in which people try to implement a methodology that they don't understand. Is that a fair assumption? No comment. I don't, don't want to out anybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, That's not my interest. But I do think it's important to to share the... I think that it's... Yeah. Like the lesson here is that... Mm-hmm that understanding the methodology before you implement it is probably pretty critical, right? Like that, that feels big. It is a big thing because if you are there to motivate people and to make space for this new methodology, but you don't really understand the nuts and bolts of it, how are you going to know your place in it? So there has to be understanding at different levels in different ways. So there's going to be your your leaderships, your executives, but then there's also going to be the management, the people who are making sure that their knowledge workers can do the thing that we're asking them to do and are responsible ultimately to the executives that their knowledge workers do do the thing. Right, right. And, and that um, point specifically, if you don't understand it as a business leader, as a unit leader, as a department head, as a center manager, you can't manage against it even if your people embrace it, right? Like that that seems to be a big, uh, an ecosystem question that you can solve uh, to close that particular loop. Okay. Yep, a little knowledge goes a long way. And I guess, I guess knowledge-centered service there. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a lot of the, knowledge goes a long tin. way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we get it. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, in terms of, of start, let's just say we're ready to start. Okay. What When you are when you're working through implementations, uh, mm-hmm. how do you approach teaching organizations how to look at success? What does success look like? Oh, yeah. So success, what we do in KCS is before we start an implementation, we'll have like a planning and design phase. So that's really where we want to sit down and iron out um, what are the tools that we're using? What is our workflow? who's informing all of these things, who's doing what. But then also we have our strategic framework and that's going to align what success looks like to us. What are our values? How does KCS support those values? And what are the measurements we're using to determine if we're reaching those kind of goals? And and how how well do you feel like KCS adapts to solving specific pre-KCS problems, right? I I imagine call centers are going to come in and say, hey, we need help and we have problems X, Y, and Z. Are we going to be able to measure against those problems or does KCS rewire the organization so thoroughly that we just have to start from scratch? Like here are new baseline metrics that we need to start planning against. Well, the nice thing about KCS is that, and especially the metrics with KCS, is that you want to use a variety of metrics. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really the way that we use measurements is a little different than what has been done historically. And we want to um, have a focus on where is value being created and how do we do that? That takes time and energy and an actual person. You can't Mm -hmm. just pull them. Right. 
So there are things that we can pull from our old historic metrics, um, but usually what we're doing with those is we're looking at trends. So we want to look, we want to track trends and activities. So activities are numbers that are easy to pull, but they're also easy to game and manipulate, right? If I say I want 100% link rate, meaning I want every ticket to have an article linked to it. Well, right. I didn't say the right article. Right. Let's just start putting I, articles. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I if I say I want, you know, to increase my modification rate because I want people to be reviewing articles, the intention there is good, but I'm telling them I'm expecting this. Right. So is the edit, rate to go edit up. ticket, tap yeah. space bar, save ticket. <laughs> exactly. It's the, oh, I added a period somewhere and yes. saved it. <laughs> right. Modification rate up. Like yeah. people will find a way to game things. Um, but, and, and this so gets to something like, like uh, yeah. those, the, the things we're pointing out, we're, we're laughing yeah. about them. And we know, we recognize that there are call centers that, that may have had those problems. But the real yeah. issue, the thing that's most provocative for me is mm-hmm. that w- everything you're talking about gives so much agency to the call center operator, the agent, yes. that yes. they're probably less likely to resort to gaming the system to meet arbitrary metrics. Is that what you see? Exactly. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to use a variety of metrics, at least a combination of five to nine different metrics. And that those five to nine should have, we should be looking at trends and activities. So activities are those older metrics that are easy to pull, easy to solve. So we want to look at trends there to see if anything, things are going well, things are not. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we want to still look at them. But then we also want to look at their goals. So our goals and our outcomes, those are things where it takes like a coach or a KCS program manager or somebody with a more um, human touch than just a machine (laughs) pulling out things to see, okay, so when they did link their article, they did it right. They picked Mm -hmm. the right article. I'm reading through the ticket and seeing how they're doing and seeing how that article relates to it. And then we're also looking at um, our KCS outcomes, which are our process adherence review scores and our content standard checklist scores. So we have checks in place to make sure that people are doing the things that they're supposed to be doing, Um, but we're doing it in a sampling way. Just like how you don't read over every word for a ticket, we wouldn't go over every single Mm -hmm. (laughs) article or ticket. How, what, in your experience, how long yeah. should, um, let's say, a medium-sized call center expect to take to implement a KCS methodology? What does it take to get people trained up on it? It really depends on how they start. And I know that that sounds that's, yeah, that's, like a that's cop broad. <laughs> uh, That's broad. Yeah. But um, so if you're doing everything in the, I like to say in the happily ever after KCS way, it's going to take a lot less time and be more efficient, but there's more work in the front end, right? So you're spending more time making sure that you have the right tools and technology, that you have um, a workflow in place that's been designed by your agents so that they can do it. And that um, you know what measures you want to pull and you know how they relate to each other. So if you spend the time in the front end designing and planning this, once you start, once you get going, you're going to start seeing benefits, you know, some within six to eight months, just depends mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. But we don't like to put numbers on it because it does everything's... I, I sense your reticence <laughs> yeah. on that front. I know, That's I'm like, totally yeah, fair. I don't no, like no, to it's... put a whole number on it. I like it... to look, make sure that, you know, we're focused on moving the needle. We want yeah. to try to make sure that, um, and sometimes you don't really feel that until you start looking at the metrics that you pulled. So what's important is before you start doing your adoption, you pull a baseline so you can see, okay, these metrics that we decided we're going to measure ourselves on, 
Right. That these are this is what's creating value. I do a baseline before okay. the adoption so that I can see throughout the adoption when am I doing well? How's it going? And there are there's movement. <laughs> right. Right, right. Yeah. I mean you you have to be able to look back to see how far you've come. Yeah. That's that's exactly. the, that's the, well, and speaking of all of this, you come uh, bearing a gift, a gift of an example of an organization that that has actually done this, right? Like, let's yeah. Do we have a case of 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 an organization that's actually been able to make some change? Yeah. So, um, Paychex, that is. Yeah, I know a, them. They're yeah, big. They're big. <laughs> they're they're really big. They're a uh, provider of human resources, payroll, benefits, outsourcing, and they serve like over 590,000 clients with over 11 million client employees. Wow. So they, in 2007, they saw that they were going to get a boom in support needs and they just didn't know what to do. So that's when they uh, partnered up with Right Answers and started their KCS adoption. So way back in 2007. So over the years, they've evolved it into a highly efficient operation where they've reported to us that because of the program and, you know, with a great tool, they've realized a $3 million per year ROI in savings. The program has allowed them to manage a boom and support volume efficiently while finding a way to provide the most consistent and up-to-date answers to customers and those within the company. They're also able to create a culture of collaboration and knowledge sharing that started in their IT support program, and then it branched out to other teams until the company as a whole started using KCS to inform how they work. So that's really how it's this good ripple effect where we're going to start with a contact center, we're going to start with your support team, and then as it once you see that success, other other yeah. teams start banging on your door. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what I get out of this example is that that Paychex is able to, as a result of so much of this, be more resilient to spikes in support demand too. New product yes. releases, new changes, those kinds of things. They're able to absorb more efficiently uh, with less impact across the the center organization. That's fast. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, it is. All right. So let's talk about then as we get into what you do, let's talk about some best practice. You know, 8 a.m. day one, it's Monday morning, 8 o'clock. I, I want to I want to set up a KCS system that is long term sustainable. What are you what are you going to tell me to do? OK, so long term sustainable. So to have a successful KCS adoption, you want to, I mean, first of all, obtain management buy in. Right Within there for <laughs> yep. sure. Yeah. Um, so we suggest having more than one executive sponsor to kind of combat any kind of executive turnover, right? Okay. Um, so having management buy-in from a leadership executive level, but also at a manager level too. And we want to put responsibility and accountability for knowledge creation in the hands of agents. So agents are the one creating knowledge, not somebody else after the fact. So this is in contrast to having somebody who's a dedicated content creator, right? Who's not answering phones or not right. addressing tickets. Yes. Okay. Yep. There's a place for product documentation and technical sure. writers. There's definitely a place for that in the knowledge management scope. It's just not within the KCS scope. So KCS is focusing on reactive um, interactions. Mm-hmm. So we're reacting to an interaction and we're capturing the context. Got it. And product documentation, they'll have technical writers and they're anticipating they're being proactive. 
Okay. So don't want to push them out of anything. Right. But. No, no, no. But, <laughs> yeah. but it is it is a sense you get that there's there's going to be, I think, by nature, more content created because you'll yes. have proactive and now you're introducing reactive uh, content. Yep. That's fantastic. Okay. And right. with right answers, we're able to, you know, federate both into our tool and then search in one spot. So customers are really happy and it right. improves that self-service success there. Another thing that we want to really make sure to do is make time for agents to participate in KCS coaching. Now, what okay. sets KCS apart is that it has this foundational focus on coaching that um, maybe other methodologies don't. Coaching is really the cornerstone of success. Working with with KCS coaches and I imagine trained managers, right, as you implement. Yeah. Um, the KCS coaches, the nice thing about coaches in the KCS realm are that they are actively working tickets. They should be knowledge workers as well. So, so they're, they're, they're a, a, a tier of staff in the call yep. center. Yeah, they're perfect. part, they're working in the call center with you. This is something they do in addition to their job, not as their full-time job. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. So okay. it's a lot easier to have instruction from somebody who's in the same situation that you're in. Yeah. And they can identify the needs that you might have. Quickly. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, okay. Yeah. You want to make sure that people understand the big picture and benefits of why you're asking them to change their behavior. So we're asking them to do these tasks. So we want to make sure that they're doing the test, but they understand why. Um, and they want to make sure that they feel like part of the process because KCS really is celebrating everybody who's touching the knowledge as interacting with it and creating things, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're part of it. Yeah, right. Again, we it goes wanna... back to that agency bit. Like you want yeah. to give people a stake. Yes, exactly. Matters. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's next? We want to make sure that we use a small group of agents to determine the workflow and the content standard so that they're able to do it. We don't want to over-engineer these things and make it impossible for them to do the things that we're asking them to do. I wouldn't know what would be impossible for them to do if I'm not <laughs> actively doing it. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we want to, like we talked about earlier, just kind of shift the metrics that we use to ensure that we're focusing on value over arbitrary numbers. Yeah, again, this this feeds back into the don't don't give an opportunity to game the system. Right, uh, exactly. Tool, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> You, you know, you you touch on something that I think is important to to reinforce anytime you're Im implementing a methodology, whether it's a KCS methodology, a project management methodology, agile, whatever it is, you have to have enough stakeholders bought in and constantly marketing it internally, right? In order for it to take, it takes, mm -hmm. as you said, like uh, you, you, with great hesitance, said <laughs> eight months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what what I hear the, then is, you know, your organization isn't going to turn in in this regard organization wide for the scope of years. Like it could, you have to be committed in the long term and constantly be selling these benefits. I imagine, yes. or, or or it will evaporate. Yes, exactly. So it's really important to think of KCS as a way of working and not a project. Yeah. So it's not the next next new bright, shiny thing that's going to save the company or be fun to try. It's something that you have to really uh, invest in in yeah. order to reap the benefits. But once you do, you, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. You <laughs> yeah, just wait. 
Yeah, you just wait. Well, okay, so that turns us, that allows us to turn to Right Answers. You've dropped mm-hmm. the name a couple of times during this conversation. Tell us yeah. about Right Answers and what uh, what the product does and about, you know, Upland's KCS experts. Yeah. Um, so Right Answers, I love it as a tool. It is a KCS verified tool, which means that, um, so the consortium has these specific uh, requirements for tools to have the KCS verified um, term badge, used. Right. Yeah, badge. Right. <laughs> and um, what that means is that KCS has to be baked into the way the tool functions. So the tool functions in a way to encourage and support a KCS methodology in your system. Um, so Right Answers is a really wonderful tool that allows us to um, store our knowledge and be able to search and find the right thing in our workflow sure. and in our lives. So we have um, you know, our support side, our support portal, as well as the customer portal that are able to access things. It's a really great tool, and I can't <laughs> suggest it enough. Um, <laughs> I've used it for a few years on... Um, working on our Upland's SSO side, so our internal space, because Upland has 28 different products that they support. And so, you know, we do KCS with those products and each product is its own adoption and each product has its own uh, right answer space. So I've been using it internally for years and I've, you know, I can't say enough good things about it. (laughs) That's wonderful. Well, as we wrap up, where would you like to send people to learn a little bit more about it? And, and the other resources that you offer. Upland has KCS experts on staff in a variety of roles to offer training via KCS workshops, as well as KCS expertise to our knowledge management services and product development. So we're always trying to get better. That's the whole point. Um, so I'm the primary KCS VSIC certified trainer. It's a mouthful. <laughs> but that just means that I teach our KCS V6 practices workshop, and that gets people ready for their uh, certification exam. We also have more condensed KCS overviews, which are really great for those um, people in like that management level. We also have a leadership specific one for those in the executive level and um, our coach development workshop, which is so wonderful. It's a great time um, to really hone in on our coaching skills. It's great for coaches in the KCS capacity, but it's also really wonderful for anybody working with people, <laughs> anybody managing and kind of getting in touch with how to listen and all of those skills. Um, and those workshops are available for the public to sign up. Um, there are detailed descriptions of each workshop as well as pricing and a form to register for the workshops at uplandsoftware.com slash right answers slash KCS. Outstanding. That was yeah. that was a great pitch, Lana. Oh, I, thank will, you. I would just say congratulations <laughs> on your first podcast. You did. Oh, great. thank you so much. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> this has been this has been really fun. I'm, thank you for yeah. the education. Thank you for yeah. the the tutorial on KCS. Uh, I certainly appreciate you, and uh, uh, hope we gin up more excuses to talk on the show. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you so much for your time. Outstanding. And thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We appreciate your time and attention. We'd love to hear what you think. Just swipe up in your show notes and look for the feedback link to send questions to us or any of our past guests, and we'll do our best to get them answered. On behalf of Lana Kosnick, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you right back here next time on Connected Knowledge. <laughs>